It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. I will be fiddling with the uh, volumes here as we get going because we're back to our headsets today. Friday we had the handheld mics, and they just come across different. Yeah, we were up, obviously, with Al, and we kind of pushed aside the Wednesday and Thursday results in to to do that interview and it was it was a great interview and it was well worth it but there was a lot of good basketball being played over the weekend and those days there were some big results some really convincing wins we got started in in MAC conference action the BWAC play really got going and had a few very uh very decisive results. Yeah, um, the, the the game you saw, and, and I hate to force you all the way back to, to Wednesday, but I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. Because you saw a girls basketball game that we were very interested in and that we wondered, uh, you know, just how far ahead is MLA City from the other teams and just how close are some of these other teams to MLA City. And one of the teams that we really like to challenge this year is Yale, and Yale and Emily City met on Wednesday in girls basketball. They did, and then Yale and Cross Lex met in boys basketball the next night. Uh, I saw that. Dennis, you saw Port Huron have a big girls basketball game. I was at Port Huron uh, Marysville for, for boys basketball. There's a, there's a lot to get into, and... Besides all that, we also had Aldemont officially win number seven ninety eight. Yes, he uh, he did, and uh, that was a, a a classic Sandusky win where they scored the first uh, sixteen points of the game and never looked back. Although I give USA they, they were scrappy and they uh, they started hitting some shots down the uh, the stretch. So they did not go down easy. We'll get to all of that in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV. The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. 
Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Gara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back, Dennis Stuckey and uh, Brady Beaton. Uh, let's get to it, uh, Brady. We'll backtrack a little bit to uh, Wednesday, uh, January 4th. And uh, do, do you want to start with my hockey game or do you want to go right into basketball? Uh, well, we don't have a ton of hockey, do we? Not a ton of hockey. All right, let's get hockey out of the way and then we can just go full bore with basketball. So uh, th- th- this was the game where Port Huron Northern played Lance Cruz Unified and Northern was the better team and they they basically dominated the game and yet they they somehow lost 3 to 2 and now i would say that the goalie stole the game cuz he made 37 saves northern outshot him 39 to 16 but that really wasn't the case mm-hmm. be, because northern when they'd get their good chances they kind of shoot it right back into the kid or they'd shoot wide like there's there's a new stat everybody's got got to have their metrics and all this shots attempted right i'm guessing northern attempted about 75 shots in this game and got 39 through to the net there were a lot of blocked shots there were a lot of good chances that actually hit the northern players standing in front of the net and didn't get through to the goalie so i mean i like the fact that you're crowding the net and that you're screening. Their second goal came on a screen shot. The goalie never saw it, mm-hmm. um, and it was one of the few shots that didn't hit him. Um, but at the at the same time, 
It's great to get out in front of the net and screen the goalie, but you got to get out of the way of the shot if you can. So it was scoreless at the end of one, and I thought Northern dominated the first period. They said the shots were 12-6. to It felt like more for Northern and less for Lance Cruz. The second period, 17-2. to But here's the problem. Northern only scored on two of those shots, and one of the Lance Cruz shots should have never happened. Northern overskated the puck right in front of the net, right in front of the net, and there just happened to be a guy standing right there to pounce on it, and he had it past the goalie before, you know, he knew what was going on. Right. Um, so so it was a 2-1 to one game going into the third, but you're still like, Northern is dominating. They've outshot him 29-8, to eight, and it feels like more. Um, and then for the first five minutes of the third period, that was the best stretch of hockey for Lance Cruz. But, again, the tying goal was a sharp angle shot that looked bad. The kid was on the goal line off to the side of the net, and he banked it in. Uh, and even the goal, they, a minute 12 later, they scored. The, the, the guy was kind of at the top of the blue, and it looked like he stuffed it right back into the goalie, and somehow it got under the pads and trickled into the net. So, really, none of the Lance Cruz goals looked good. Right. And somehow Northern, with 12 minutes to go, pressured, had chances, just couldn't score again, um, and ended one up, of those nights. Ended, yeah, they just they they ended up losing three to two in a game that I felt like the score should have been about seven to one. <laughs> they should have won. Yeah, it happens. They were on the other end of a game like that earlier in the year, and so, just sometimes the the puck doesn't bounce your way, and it sounds like that's what happened to them then. Yeah, uh, the 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 one that that you're talking about. I mean, that day. Al Como was acrobatic. Right. And he was the reason that they beat St. Mary's. In this one, again, you know, the, the kid was good. But he, he just kind of blobbed out in the center of the net, and the Huskies kept hitting him. Right. Um, so, I mean, uh, it it is what it is. Uh, Northern lost the, the next night to Brother Rice 9-1 to on the road. So it ended up being kind of a tough week for the uh, the Huskies. And uh, that that's pretty much – the hockey until you get to Saturday. Northern didn't play Saturday, but Marysville did get a 10 nothing win Saturday against Gross Point North. That was the only game they played during the week. And I did want to sneak in. Caleb Lettner had uh, three goals Saturday uh, in a 7-4 win for Thumb Legion. He scored a goal in all nine games this year and has 19 total. That was already his third hat trick. That's, uh, that's impressive. Yeah. That is quite impressive. They also, Thumb Legion also lost to Swan Valley uh, – Five to one the night before, and Lentner scored the goal in that game. Yeah, so <laughs> he's been putting up really good. That he's a pretty good athlete up in Peck, isn't he? Yes, he is. All right. So, is there anything else with hockey before we move no, on? No, that that that's the hockey news. All right. Well, we'll go into girls basketball before we dive into boys basketball. I saw MLA City Yale, and well, we have a lot to talk about, so I'll keep it kind of brief. Um, MLA City and Yale were back and forth the first quarter. It was a two point game. MLA City was in the lead. MLA City got the lead up to about 12. And then it was an even basketball game for the last 20-some minutes. Both sides were going back and forth. It was uh, MLA City, it felt like at times, couldn't miss. They hit 
a ton of threes. Alexa Forty had four herself. Lily Langeman added two. Uh, Bruman added one. And Bree Hund added two as well. So that's a lot of threes in a game. And it was stayed between 7 and 12 the whole way. And the final score was 56-44. MLA City beat Yale. And it was really just a few-minute stretch that MLA City made the difference, and Yale couldn't recover. Alyssa Barr ended with, I believe, 14 for Yale. Uh, Sadie Dykstra had 10. Gracie Ostrander had 10 for Yale in a, in a loss. But I thought it was a good showing. It was just MLA City was a little better at home. And I think Yale in the second half got it within five, could never get over that hump. MLA City, uh, their leading scores, Lexa Forty ended with 19. Lily Langeman and Chloe Bruman each had 12, and then Bree Hund with the six, Michaela Bruman with uh, seven. So it was, a, it was a team effort for MLA City. They were swarming, and at times Yale handled the press well, and at times they didn't, and that was kind of what cost them. Uh, is it just my imagination, or is MLA City like – MLA City girls basketball is like three families? Basically, <laughs> there's <laughs> – I don't think there's ever been a time we've done an MLA City game where there's not at least one family or same set of last names on the floor. Yeah, I mean, it, last year it was the the starting lineup was basically three Langemans and two forties. Yes, there were times where that was the on the floor, and it was a mouthful to get everything out because you have to say first and last names. Yeah, for everybody. Yes, for every single person on the floor. But no, I think Yale's a. The, their younger players are doing well. I mean, Sadie Dykstra and Alyssa Barr is a freshman and sophomore. They were the leading scorers along with Ostrander. I'd like to see this game back at Yale, but uh, yeah, I just Yale has a little bit of work to do. They're still a good team. They just might not be ready to win the BWAC quite yet because that was that was a tough loss for them. Uh, another uh, young team, it was a non-league game for them, but Armada got a 45-39 win over Oakland Christian that night. Those are the only two girls' games going back to uh, Wednesday. A uh, lot busier on Thursday, and it starts with a game that I saw, uh, Brady, between uh, Dakota and Port Huron High. Um, D- Dakota had a great first and a great third. They, they actually won the game in the third quarter when the Big Reds went into uh, a, an offensive um, shutdown and only scored three points in the quarter. The rest of the game was really close, really back and forth. PH spread it around. They had eight different girls score in this game, uh, but nobody scored more than 12. Deja Brown had 12, and 10 of those came in the first half. So they kind of eliminated her in the second half. Um, And basically, Dakota is a two-player team. I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it right now. They got two kids, Simone Andrews, who is the guard, and Tamber Williams, who is the center, and they both scored 21 points. Williams didn't score anything from further away from the basket than the free throw line. And... uh, Andrews, it's uh, she just drives and gets to the bucket. Um, the, neither one of those players made a three-pointer. Fact, they made one three-pointer the whole game, and, and they only had three other kids score besides those two players, and the girl who hit the three had the second most points on the team. <laughs> so, I'm, I mean, they, they, those two players, though, PH couldn't figure it out be, because, okay, if you try to stop, 
Andrews, they get the ball to Williams. And if you try to stop Williams, then Andrews drives down the lane right. and gets to, to the bucket. Um, and the other thing is PH really struggled with Dakota's pressure in this game. Um, normally, the sure-handed ball handlers for Port Huron weren't sure-handed in this game. And normally, like I, Farwell tried to, to press PH – Two passes, bang! They got a bucket, and Farwell never pressured again. Well, Farwell's also not Dakota, but like, and, in, but in, the in this is, game, PH didn't make those plays. The passes weren't good. The decisions weren't good. They were going slower, and Dakota was going faster. And you—that's what you don't usually see. And the thing is, with pressure, you could do well with it for eighty percent of the time, but if you that 20% can sink you, and it sounds like in the first and third quarter, that's what it is. Because if you handle it the rest of the time, but Dakota gets 12, 15 points off of pressures and turnovers, that that's what will do you in. Yeah, and, and, you know, PH, they were in the game at halftime. It was a five-point uh, game. But at the end of the third quarter, you're down 13. Uh, against some teams, you don't feel so bad. You You're like, okay, they can make a run here. They can get back in it. You just didn't get that feeling in this game. You went into the fourth quarter going, eh, I don't feel good about this. And the fourth quarter ended up being a 10-10 tie, so they lost by 13. Right. And they might not be 13 points worse, but it's, again, a, a team trying to figure out its identity that has a lot of nice pieces but needs someone to step up and in those moments when the pressure's getting to them, figure out who they're going to. Yeah, A, a Dakota PH game where each team made one three-pointer. That seems odd. Yeah. <laughs> that it, seems it, really it, odd. It does. Uh, other girls scores, Lakeview beats Northern 52-40. Marysville thwacks Chippewa Valley 41-13. Chippewa Valley's not great. Kind of expected yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, especially Marysville coming off that big win at, at SC4 and probably feeling pretty good about themselves. Yes. A big win for Marine City. Frazier is supposed to be one of the tougher teams in that division. They beat Frazier 46-30, so the Mariners get a big, big conference win. And I believe this week they take on St. Clair, so that's a good one to get in your back pocket. St. Clair rolls 48-16 at home to Lakeshore. They had no problems with the Shoreans. Yeah, that that ended up being uh, an easy win. Real quick, uh, other games, uh, Ubley beats Memphis 37-18, Marlette over K-Pack 47-21, Harbor Beach beat Brown City 51-21, uh, North Huron top Peck 44-26, Kingston beat Deckerville 57-41, and Bay City All Saints over CPS 42-23. So Thursday was a pretty busy night for the girls. Uh, on Friday, uh, there weren't as many girls games, but there were a couple of very important girls games. Well, one very important. <laughs> the most important was obviously in Seabowing, Sandusky, USA, Aldemott going for win number uh, 798 course you know we talked about it they beat Vassar Tuesday for him to tie the record mm. we interviewed uh, Al and that was our Friday podcast well Friday night they went and they took care of business 14 nothing Sandusky at the end of the first quarter and they were up 16 nothing before USA finally got a bucket and and scored um, but you know, a after the first quarter, Brady, it was a tie game. 
The score was 28-28 in, if you take the points from the second, third, and the fourth quarters. But, hey, you go up, what, 14 or 16, nothing after a quarter. You, you can afford to do that. You just have to play even. And uh, only five girls scored for Sandusky, but they're so balanced. Uh, and, they, and, they, and they they have an answer. Because towards the end, USA hit a couple of threes. They, they ended up uh, hitting five three-pointers in the game, and I think three of them came in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they hit a couple of threes, and with about two and a half minutes to go, it cut it to 11, and there was a turnover, and they had the ball. And you're like, you know, knock down another three or, or score on this trip. You get it into single digits, and there's still two and a half minutes to go. Right. And the gym is packed. Everybody from Unionville and Seabwing was at the gym, and most of Sandusky was there. So it was a, it was a big crowd. Everybody knew what was going on and what was on the line. Um, and and for that brief moment, USA got scrappy, and and Al had to call a timeout and settle things down. What do you think happens out of the timeout? Steal, bang, a three. <laughs> Steal, bang, a three. Game over. Right. Seven ninety. There you go. That's why he's won so many. Yeah, forty-two twenty-eight. They they end up uh, winning the game. Morgan Taggy had fourteen. Uh, Brooke Jansen had eight. Elena Long had eight. Allie Jansen had seven, and Grace Keyboard had uh, five. And they all had you know between five and eight rebounds, and they all had three, four assists, and they all had two, three steals. I mean, right. they're, they're like robots. Yes, they are. So what was the atmosphere like with the setting the state record? Because yeah, so we've talked about it. It's this, ridiculous. This, this, was, this was pretty awesome. So the first thing that happened was everybody got out of the way, and they let all the Sandusky girls and Al out to center court and they stretched out a banner, you know, that said win 798, mm. and they took some – they let everybody take pictures. Right. Then um, the head coach for USA, Chuck Arnold, came out, and he actually gave a speech and uh, congratulated Al and the girls and thanked Al and the girls for setting the record in their gym. <laughs> Which, which I, you know, it's it's not often you lose a home game, and it was a big night. Uh, the the it was their their um, cancer awareness night, ah. so all the girls were playing for somebody, right? You know, and and so it was a big night for for USA as well, and I think that helped in them having the big crowd. But um, I I thought it was really classy, just the way the whole thing was handled. They got a beautiful gym. I'm just amazed up in the thumb at all these small communities that have these beautiful gyms and these beautiful facilities to, to play sports in. The, the, the USA High School's got a nice gym. Right. Um, and, and, and like I say, it was packed. Yeah, as it should have been. And I hope uh, people understand how momentous this is and how crazy it is. Like we've talked about it, but I'll reiterate 798 wins not having a losing season since the first Reagan term. Like, think about that. His last losing season was 14 years before I was born. Yeah. So this is interesting to me because he's going to get two more wins and be the first ever to 800. Girls coach. Yeah, first ever girls coach to 800. Only three girls basketball coaches in the state of Michigan 
have gotten to 700. Al at 798. Right. Frank Orlando at 797. Um, and I, I forget uh, her name at Marion. She won 707 games. Right. Um, I had it written down somewhere. Yeah, Mary, Mary Cerrone, 707. Al Schrauber at Portland St. Patrick either has 698 or 699 wins. So he's going to be the fourth. He, he, and he, and he, he'll probably get there this week. Um, the discrepancy is they had a game this season against a, a homeschool team. Hmm. And the score was never listed. I'm going to assume they won that game. And if they did, he's at 699. Right. And so, obviously, probably in their next game, he's going to get to, to 700. I just think it's wild that we're going to have basically in a two-week stretch, somebody get to 700 and somebody get to 800. Yeah, and he's going to get to 800. And When you consider how few people have even gotten to 700. And when if you listen to the Al DeMott interview, Dennis – he didn't say anything to us, but our feeling off the air was this wasn't the, the, the retirement tour. It did not sound, at least us talking to him, like a guy that was ready to hang it up. No, you know, and, and we, we went to lunch and the speculation started flying. Like, so including if he finishes this year, let's say he does four more years. He'll get to 900 wins. He has an opportunity to. And- I mean, unless something mysteriously implodes with Sandusky basketball, the averages say he'd get to 900 wins. Let's say he coaches a decade. <laughs> He's in good health. He is in very good. Like, there are some coaches that it's like Joe Paterno or Bobby Bowden the late years where they give them the unplugged headset and say, good job, coach. You sit right here. No, Al, Al's great. He, he looks healthier now than he did in some other pick. Yeah. <laughs> he looks the same he did in the 90s. Yeah. So let's let's just say he goes ten years, he could get to a thousand wins. Now I'm not saying that's what he's going to do. Um, uh, I'm not sure he knows what he wants to do. I mean, uh, I think at this point he's probably a year to year. But if he feels good, he'll be back. Right. And and if you didn't listen to the interview, go and listen. But in that he. If you didn't know, he didn't want the job at first. Yeah. He tells that story. He he basically got conned into doing the job the first year. And, and he only won three games that year, and he only had 27 wins after, what, three four, or four seasons? Four or five years, yeah. He, he was like 30 games under 500 to start. <laughs> yeah, now he's got like an 800 winning percentage. Yeah. Anyway, a uh, few other girls' games. Yale bounced back with a 49-32 win over Croslex. North Branch beat Algonac 41-19. Armada tops Almont 46-36. And Liggett downs Mooney 53-24. And that's it for girls basketball. We're all caught up with that, but I think we're going to have a lot to talk about in boys' hoops. Yeah, uh, just just real quick, any of those BWAC games catch your fancy? Uh, I mean, Yale get, getting the bounce back win, that score looks about right. I mean, I know Algonac struggled in North Branch is right now the – the next best contender to knock off MLA City. And, yeah, Armada's starting to at least get it going a little bit, and Elmont's trying to figure it out after a win over Crosslex that surprised me a little bit. Okay, uh, we'll take a break, and we'll talk about the boys' games. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. 
Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. Let's get into the uh, boys' basketball, going back again to uh, Wednesday to get you caught up. Uh, Marysville uh, lost to Clintondale 53-41, but really this is one of the most encouraging performances by this Viking team. It is, and we'll talk about them a little more when we get into their game against PH. But, yeah, they actually put up some points, and they were, well, for the most part, competitive in that game. KPAC beats CPS 52-22. 
Brown City 66, Carroll 54. Gaden Muxlow had 35 yeah, I think, in the win. He's yeah. and I, I guess he just gets to the line at will because if a team can't guard him, they just have to hack him. So he's putting up stupid numbers in Brown City. Memphis beats North here on 54-50 for a win for the Yellow Jackets. Sandusky beats Vassar 45-32. Elkton Pigeon Bayport beats Harbor Beach 64-53. And Bad Axe beat Ubley in what was actually a really good game, 46-42. Bad Axe stays undefeated. And Ubley has a lot returning from their team that made the regional last year. Yeah, uh, they, they actually lost to Genesee Christian before Mooney did. Um, and again, Genesee Christian went bonkers that night. Yeah. Shooting the ball and running all over the place with those guys. Lighter uh, schedule on Thursday, just three games uh, all in the uh, the BWAC, but uh, you saw the matchup between Croslex and Yale. Yeah, it was vintage Croslex. You know, Yale has this game at home. They're six and zero, big time game for them. Like this is a prove it spot where people are going. Ah, is Croslex what they used to be? Or have they been knocked down a peg? And it was as vintage Croslex as you can get. I think Yale was up four to one early in the game. The end of the first quarter, it was 22-11. I don't think Trey Kolakovich could miss in the first half. He was unconscious. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Yale pulled it within seven at halftime. It was 34-27. And then coming out of the break, Croslex just body slammed them. Outscored them 23-10 in the third quarter in route to a 67-52 victory where... Croslex just kind of took the air out of the gym, never really gave the Yale crowd, it was a big crowd, a anything to get super excited about. Like there was never that pressure put on them where they were loud even even in the second quarter they were keeping them at bay. And there wasn't much to get excited about and a big part about that is Trey Kolakovic. He had 24 points, he had 15 points on threes, so he hit five triples. Mitch Geiger had 18 points. He hit three threes, and they were, yeah, those two led the way. Donovan McDonald had nine. Zach Kretsch had eight, and Croslax just did what they do in big games, and that's win and win convincingly. Yeah, it, it just, okay, this is the pattern that I've noticed the three years that we've been going up there and covering them a lot. You have to survive the first two minutes of the first quarter, and you have to survive the first two minutes of the third quarter because they blitzkrieg teams in those that, that four-minute stretch of the game at Armada, 9 nothing. Right. You know, how many – Last year last when Richmond year, went up to Croslex, yeah. it was over four minutes in. Happened to Goodrich. It was – those were two games like, all right, big-time game, and you get to, like, the first time out, and you're going – Oh, this game's over. There, there was a game uh, you went up to uh, Saginaw Valley State University. Oh, and Reese. The two games against MLA City last year yeah. in the third quarter. They were close for a half, and then they came out in the third and put the hurt on them. And, you know, the the pattern with Cross-Lex is the times they've actually been tested and scared outside of your Armada game this year have mostly been in Cross-Lex. When they go on the road, they... They usually take care of business. The game at Richmond last year was close, but Brown City last year in Croslex. Armada in Croslex. MLA City has given them a few fights. Obviously, Northern beat them in Croslex. Croslex plays pretty well on the road, and they go to Yale into a hostile environment and get the win. Now, Yale was a very 
odd box score. They had four players score in double figures, which sounds like you're going to win and have a recipe for success. Jackson Kohler had 14. Ryan Monarch had 13. Connor Jakubiak had 11, including three threes. Caleb Gardner had 10. The rest of the team had four. They got zero bench points. Yeah, and and that kills you. And the other thing uh, against Croslex, you need a guy to score in the 20s. You need somebody to go off and have a night. You do. And, I mean, you it, when your starting lineup gives you 52 points, you feel pretty good. But when you get literally zero bench points, and it's not that Yale shortens the bench. They rotate guys through. They have guys who play. But no points off the bench will kill you, especially when Kalakovich and Geiger combined for, what was that, 42 points? That's a pretty big night for those two. Yeah. And that was... That was a statement win. Kalakovich, he was shooting in a hula hoop in the first half. <laughs> he couldn't miss. And usually you don't think of him as a shooter. Like you think of him as a defender getting to the basket. Who can shoot. It's not that he was a bad shooter. Yeah, we've always known that he could score, but, not, but he didn't have to. And you know, when and they he, had Soper and Johnson, right. he didn't have to or shoot the ball. Townsend, Slanik. Yeah, Townsend, when he Slanik. shot, like you think, oh, he hits a three. But never, you, you don't think of him as a guy that could pop off for five threes in a game. And there was there was a couple where he just went, all right, I'm shooting. You can guard me. It's going in. And the first three or four, I don't think, hit the rim. And then when you have Mitch Geiger add in 18, which poor Mitch Geiger has 18 points and he gets usurped by Kolakovich, <laughs> who has 24. That's a big game. That's a big win. And that's just a reminder to the BWAC of what Cross-Lex is and can be. Yeah. Um, Armada beats Elmont 48-47. This one was closer than I thought, but this is a big rivalry, and Armada got the win, so I think they've got to be happy with that. Yeah, uh, that's a nice win for Armada. They've been in close games, and they were struggling a little bit. They had lost to Croslex. They lost to Gross Point North. They, you saw them lose in PH, and to get a win in tough in a tough circumstance on the road, that that's a good quality win for Armada. And the thing with them, yeah, the, the PH game, they lost, but I thought they played well. Uh, and obviously they played well in the Cross-Lex game. That game went to overtime. Uh, they played really well because they recovered from a 9 nothing start and scored the next 13 points. Right. And Chapman had the game-winning bucket. They were down two with like 20-some seconds to go. And he was a guy that was pretty much absent from the uh, PH game because somebody stepped on his foot early in the yeah. game, and he never really came back. Now, Shatman had 13. Snezak had 10 for Armada. That got a big bounce-back win against an Almont team that's been scrappy. Remember, they took MLA City down to the wire. Yep. This is basically their second buzzer-beating loss in BWAC play. Poor Raiders just need to find a way to, to catch a break. Um, North Branch gets a big win against Algonac, 64-41. Good to see the Broncos putting up points because I don't know how many times North Branch has scored 64 in a game in recent memory. Probably not uh, a lot. Uh, probably m most nights they get outscored by, the, by what the girls do. Yeah. Because the girls are really good. Yeah, they score a lot. Yeah, and, and the boys are struggling right now. All right. Um, PH Marysville highlighted the uh, boys' games on Friday night. Yeah, Marysville came out, played hard, and 
I think they went up seven to six. And after that point, it was a 53 to 25 run the rest of the way for PH. PH was just the better team. I think they maybe looked at the record and thought Marysville would come over, roll over, and die, and they didn't. But Marysville can't score inside the three-point line. That what kills. That's what kills them. Because here's the scoring breakdown. You ready? Uh, Ten points for Cole Horan. He hit three threes and made a free throw. Uh, Zach Wright, or excuse me, Jake Dysinger had seven. He hit a three. Zach Wright had five. He hit a three. Zach Winston hit a three. Teddy Pozios had three. He had a two-pointer and a free throw. Griffin Badley hit a three. Nate Clark had a point. So out of their 32 points, they hit seven threes, 21 of 32 points coming from three-point land. Yeah. Yeah, they, it, they have to find a way to score inside the three-point line because they can hit some threes, but you hit seven threes and you score 32 points. That's the issue. Meanwhile, Port Huron, they had a game plan. They executed it. Connor Rosenau had 15, kind of had his first big game. Dwynell Benjamin, he got in foul trouble. He had picked up two fouls in the span of about 40 seconds halfway through the first quarter. Didn't play the rest of the first half. When he played in the second half against Marysville, when he got the ball inside, he yeah, you're not he, gonna stop. he did whatever he wanted. He'd miss, get his own rebound, put it back up and in. He had like back-to-back and ones. He finished with a dozen. Jaden Ashford had eight. Uh, Garrett James, they got him going. He hit three threes. He had nine points. And Port Huron did what they needed to do, and they're starting to play some good ball right when they need to at the start of league play. A 59-32 win over Marysville. They've won back-to-back games. They're three and four, and now they have a couple. They have a big showdown with St. Clair coming up this week. Yeah, that's going to be a very interesting uh, game. Uh, how about Northern? They beat Mott 80 to 42, and no, Jamison didn't get 60 points. He he was in the 20s. But he didn't get six. No, he wasn't even in the twenties. He didn't even in get to the 20s? No, he had sixteen points. This was the this is the promising thing and why Northern's so impressive. He had Jameson had eighteen points, six assists, six blocks. Cam Harju, fifteen points. Moreland, thirteen points. Maher, ten points. Jameson, ten points. Clark, eight points. So you had five guys in double figures and one guy with eight. And you, I know Mott's not a good team, but they're still a team in the white, and you beat them by 38 points. And your star only has 18, and you're basically your starting lineup was in double figures. Yeah. No, That's, yeah, the, the, there's, there's more depth and there's more to Northern this year than just a one person show. And I want to And say, he's a great show. Right. And if, if they get into situations where he needs to be the guy, you know he'll take over. But it's nice to see it spread around. A lot of people are involved. And this is good, too, because remember, most of the other names you're talking about are freshmen. Right. So if they're having games like this now, just think what they're going to be like when they're seniors. Right. They play Ike and at Romeo this week. Ike, three and five. I don't think they're great. Ike did beat Chippewa Valley, which Chippewa Valley is down this year. That win, as we thought, might not be as great as it was before. Like, I don't get Chippewa well, Valley. I'd be worried if it was a close game, but Northern actually thumped them. Right. So Chippewa Valley lost to Ike 50-23 to and then followed it up with a one-point win over Dakota. 
Go figure. But, but again, we talked about it too. What's Northern's goal this year? Get out of that district. And it, and it makes sounds noise. like they might be the favorite. They might be the favorite right now, yeah. So they I mean, that's a great win against uh Dakota. They play Romeo, who's three and three later in the week, who's lost to Dakota. They got smacked by Hamtramck. I it Port Huron Northern just keeps keeps the pace. Hey, don't get ahead of yourselves. Just keep Making these statement wins after statement wins, that could set up a big week where they play New Haven and Gross Point North back-to-back and could really put themselves in the driver's seat in the white. Yeah. How many more heartbreaking were almost their losses can St. Clair endure? I don't know. Because they had another one. Lake I'm, Lakeview 48, St. Clair 45. Yeah, down at Lakeview. and So you're on yeah. the road and you play them tough. In a and crappy gym. In, in a crappy gym. But, I, uh, again, that's why I'm really interested. What What is their attitude when they take the court against PH? Because it's a big game. It is. In that PH game, is playing well now. In that game, Essien had 17. France had 13. So, Essien's been a really nice. I don't want to say surprise because he was a good player last year. But he's really stepped up and been one of the main scorers and again it was a short stretch in the second quarter where they they St. Clair won the first quarter won the third quarter won the fourth quarter but were outscored by 11 in the second quarter and that's the difference Ouch. and hey at Lakeview's tough you get that win we're really excited now you go to PH like you said can't start 0-2 in a league that you're one of the better teams in that you have an opportunity to win that league PH is playing some good ball right now that's going to be a big one because, yeah, St. Clair just – it feels like they can't figure out a way to finish a game. Uh, but the, they're in every single game. In fact, their one win is like their only blah game of the season, right? Yeah, exactly. They, 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 they crushed Algonac. All their other games have been, you know – They're still 1-6 with a positive point difference. Yeah. It's, How it's, do you manage It's like that? weird. Because, yeah, they beat Algonac by 32, and they've only lost one game by more than double digits, and that was their opener to Lance Cruz. Yeah, this is, these are the last. Which they felt they played pretty well in there. The, again, they felt like they had a bad four or five minutes in that the, game. The, their five-game losing streak, seven-point loss to New Haven, one-point overtime loss to Anchor Bay, one-point loss to Mooney, six-point loss to Arthur Hill, three-point loss to Lakeview. Big, it's 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 a big game at Port Huron because the schedule eases up a little bit when you have uh, your next three Max Silver games are Marine City, Madison, and Marysville. But you gotta you gotta get this one first. You gotta have all everything ready for Port Huron to get that win because not only does that prevent you from going zero and two. Stops Port Huron from going two and zero in league and setting them up with a big clash with Lakeview. Yeah, I I think kind of the the almost must win nature to it for St. Clair intensifies what's already a pretty good rivalry. Yeah, yeah, and this is why I like what the Max Silvers did with four local teams. But yeah, I mean St. Clair, they, they, I don't care if it's the ugliest game ever and you win ten to nine. Just come out on the right side of the scoreboard. Just get that monkey off your back. 
And if PH can get that win, it's kind of a statement win by the Big Puts Reds. Puts back that, at 500. That we're actually a force. We're for real. Because they talked about it. They know they haven't had a winning season since the 14-15 season. They know they haven't won a league title since 2004. They're very keenly aware of that fact, and they're trying to break those streaks this year, and I think they have a pretty good chance to. Yeah, so they, I'm very excited for that game on Tuesday. All right. Uh, Madison beats Marine City 59-30 to uh, 30 as the uh, Mariners uh, continue to, to struggle. Stopping people and scoring points is a problem. I'll them. see them against Lakeview tonight. It'll be uh yeah, it'll be an uphill battle at home for Marine City. Cousin O beat Anchor Bay, sixty-one fifty-three. Uh Liggett over Cardinal Mooney, forty-seven forty-three. Mooney's been involved in a lot of tight games. Yes, they have. Liggett's still undefeated. That was down in gross point. That's a tough loss for Mooney. But their league's gonna be tough. And well, hopefully Mooney can bounce back because yeah, there's not a lot of gimme games in that league. Now, and uh, just some other scores. Sandusky beat USA fifty to thirty-eight. They were they were the second game of the doubleheader up there that nobody really cared yeah, about. That everyone's night. busy celebrating <laughs> with Al as that game goes on. Uh, Ubley beats Memphis sixty-three thirty-eight. Brown City over Harbor Beach fifty-two forty-one. K-Pack a win over Marlette thirty-two to twenty-nine. Uh, Bay City All Saints beat CPS fifty-eight thirty-two. Kingston over Deckerville sixty-five fifty-one. Peck beat North Huron 65-38. Uh, Dalton Semph had 18 in that one. Alex Affer with the 10. Uh, kid for North Huron, Ethan Champagne, or Champagne, however you want to say it, had 27 points. So uh, they only scored 39. So he was the bulk of their offense. But uh, Peck had a lot of offense that night. And what did you think of Gross Point North beating New Haven by 13 just because it affects Northern in the Mac White race. Yeah, that that was uh, that's interesting because we kind of thought maybe New Haven was the second best team there. Uh, it looks like it might be Gross Point North. So uh, again, which, which I mean, again, both games are going to be big for Northern, but the, this kind of makes it look like the you know they have a a chance. More of a chance against New Haven, um, and you know I, I well, again I think I Northern might be I think Northern right now is the favorite in the white. Yeah, I I just uh, until somebody gives them more of a game than they've been getting from people, it's kind of hard to go against them. Outside of Gross Point North, because they are a good team. Hey, they beat Cross Lex at home. Uh, their two losses are to Warren Lincoln and Gross Point South, who are pretty good teams. I mean, I don't know exactly what Ann Arbor Huron is going to be. Uh, I know that all right, they're six and zero, and they've beaten. All right, that's a really good team. Now that I look at it, they've beaten Catholic Central. They've beaten some solid teams. Besides that, Port Huron Northern might be favored in might be the favorites in the rest of their scheduled games before they get to the MAC tournament. Yeah, uh, I, I I like this Northern team. I'm trying to. Keep it suppressed, my excitement, till we get a little deeper into the season. But I, I got to tell you, I've got as much excitement for them right now as I had for the the Johnson Soper Crosslex team because they're doing things that that team did. Yeah. Um, uh, and Saturday, one game. Uh, why New Haven Merritt was playing Vander Cook Lake, and I don't, I'm not sure where the game was at. 
That's a long way for either team to go. But uh, Merritt won 77-38. What, one of the teams wanted to see some family at the I, other I guess. city? I don't All right. <laughs> or, or it was a, a tournament somewhere? I don't know. But it just seems like whoever hit the road for that game, they went an awfully long way for uh, a 77-38 blowout. All right. Uh, take a look at uh, what we have coming up this week. Yep. Because we sh- we do have some – I mean, like I said, we're into the league play. You're going to have some big matchups. Yeah, there, there's some good games uh, this uh, week, and we'll get into that where we're going to be in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron school story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year. Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. 
Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, fun week ahead, I, I think, and, and it starts uh, tonight. Uh, a rematch between Northern and Yale in girls basketball up in uh, Yale. The uh, the first uh, meeting was was a pretty good one. Yeah. You saw that one. I'm going to see this one. Yeah, not often you see a home-and-home home series in, in in the same season, but that's what we get, and you'll get to see Yale for the first time. Excited for you to go out and see the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, I, I you know, because I know about Barr, but uh, Dykstra I haven't seen play yet. Right, and that's when they're both going, they're – they're fun to watch, and and, and we know that uh, that Freeman has been has arisen at Northern as a scorer, and it just depends on on what those other girls do because there is some talent there, um, and and Northern can play it tough. Uh, Lakeview's at Marine City tonight. Off the air, I, I looked at our boys basketball Max Silver teams, and if you go by record. It doesn't look no. We good, know Saint Clair's top two teams are, are better. better than their record. Yeah. Uh, Port here, I again, I'm Port here are starting to play like I hoped they would. I know they were playing some tough teams, but at times they looked non competitive with them. But the win over Armada, and then they did they did what I was kind of expecting them to do. I thought they'd mess around and keep it closer with Marysville than they should have, and they took care of business. They can beat Saint Clair. I'm. Port here on high is going to – their stock's rising right now. They have the big one at home before they really get into league play, the meat of it. Yeah, the, it's going to be a big game for Port here on Tuesday because I'll be there when St. Clair takes on Port here on high. You get to see the Northern Husky show if boys basketball on Tuesday. Yeah. I know you're already excited for yeah, that Yeah, and they're going to play Eisenhower, um, who – the, you know the name is intimidating, but I, I don't think they're great. Uh, I think they're three and five or something like that. Yeah, like I said, Ike has is three and five. They've beat Chip Valley, they beat Stevenson, and they beat Utica Ford. Most recently, a loss to Romeo. They lost to Clarkston by a point. They're not a bad team by any. And means. they're playing decent opponents, right? But. Northern, it, they're in line with what Northern's been playing. They, Northern hasn't been playing a cupcake schedule by any means. No, yeah, the, the with, with with some purpose to mm-hmm. that, uh, and and they've passed with flying colors, obviously. And they play different at home. Off to a six and zero start. Northern plays well at home. Oh yeah, they they like that gym. They, they're they're used to those those rims, and they get rolls and bounces that the visiting teams don't get. And they just play with a little extra energy because yeah. the crowds have been pretty good. The crowd, people know there's something special going on up at Northern. Just a few other games on Tuesday, just to be aware of. Marysville plays Madison. Mooney at Lutheran North. These are all boys games. Elmont goes to Cross Lex. Uh, and Yale's at MLA City in boys. That's probably the most intriguing BWAC matchup. Yeah, uh, number one, how does Yale respond after losing at home to Croslex? And no, number two, where does MLA City sit in all of this? Right, because they, they're a younger team and they played a gauntlet of a non-conference. Need to f- start putting together some wins before they uh, – before we can really figure out where they are or aren't on the on the ledger. Uh, Wednesday, I'll have a big girls basketball game. St. Clair, Marine City, the two only undefeated teams in the MAC goal in league play, at least. 
That's at Marine City. That should be a fun one. You'll have hockey between Catholic Central and Northern. Yeah, and uh, the the Huskies uh, just looking to to get better. They had the tough loss to um, Lance Cruz Unified, and then they they took a a, a beat down uh, in the first meeting with uh, Catholic Central. They get them at home ice this time. See if they can do a little better. Uh, basketball wise, I'll see Marysville against Lakeview in boys basketball uh, action on Thursday night. While you get the other half of the St. Clair Marine City matchup, the boys right. game. Yeah, I get them back-to-back nights uh, just at different venues and, and different teams. So, yeah, I'll have that. Uh, Port Huron goes to Madison. That's not a the toughest game on the schedule, but that's not a game you can just look past. It's actually the first Port Huron game we won't do on the year. So, uh that's one I want to keep an eye on, especially dependent on Tuesday's results. Uh, not a, a bunch of interesting games on Thursday. There is, um, excuse me, North Branch at Armada in girls basketball. That should be one to at least keep an eye on. And then Friday, Mooney has to go to Loyola. Fun. Have fun. <laughs> we actually don't have any games on Friday. Uh, but Mooney's at Loyola, Girls Point North is at Port Huron in girls basketball, MLA City's at Cross Lex in boys basketball. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that is really going to catch our eye, but that's that's mostly it. Yeah, this, this, this is a, a rare weekend where we both have prior commitments, so no yeah. games Friday or Saturday. We might have a couple games Sunday. Uh, because um, you it, might, because yeah. I won't be around. Yeah, Sunday. I might have a couple games Sunday. I'm, I'm, we'll I'm gone basically Friday afternoon until maybe Monday morning. Right. So uh, that's it for the rest of the week. But the games we are doing, I'm excited to do. I am too. Um, uh, again, like I, I'm intrigued by this Northern Yale girls basketball game. It might not be a league game, so it might not mean anything in the standings. But I think it means something to both teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like I say, as the week unfolds, uh, I always love local matchups. So anytime you can tell me we've got a week where St. Clair's playing PH and Marine city and, uh, you know, that's a good week. Yes. So you got anything else? I do not have anything else. Uh, again, I'm at Marine city Lakeview tonight and I'm at St. Clair port here on tomorrow. All right. Both and, boys. and I want to one more time, congratulate, uh, Al DeMott on win number 798. I'm sorry, folks. I don't think this record is ever going to be broken because I just don't think people coach that long anymore. Nope. So I'm just going to go with that, and uh, I'm going to pre-congratulate him because he's – I don't know when, but he's going to get to 800, and it'll be sooner than later. I think they only play one game this week, mm-hmm. and it's a tough game at home against uh, Harbor Beach. So good luck, Sandusky. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.